You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a boot camp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome to the Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. It is March 2018. I'm Liz. I'm Imogen. And I'm Lauren. And we are discussing all of the industry news that we talked about at the Course Report office in March. And before we get into some of the more dense news this month, we have some birthdays in March. Yay! Yay. Tech Hire is turning three. Remember that Tech Hire is that Obama-era initiative to foster the tech pipeline in cities around America. And then Grand Circus Bootcamp in Detroit is turning five. And 42, a bootcamp in Paris and San Francisco is turning five as well. Happy birthday, y'all. And it's not just birthdays. I think congratulations are in order for a couple of other interesting bootcamp accomplishments. Yes. So according to the Chicago Sun-Times, Neil Sales Griffin, who is the founder of Starter League, is running for Chicago mayor. So we'll definitely need to follow his candidacy. Yeah, congrats, Neil. And this Justin, this morning, uh, online coding bootcamp Thinkful announced a $10 million fundraise from Leaf. Leaf is a fintech company, and they're going to drive Thinkful's income sharing agreement program. So that's a really interesting partnership. Wow, congrats, Thinkful. And then actually staying on Thinkful, I'm sure everybody listening watched the Oscars this month, but did you know that the team at Thinkful used supervised learning, a data science technique, to predict the winner for the best picture Oscar winner? Then they got it correct, The Shape of Water. I definitely need to put more faith in data science because there is no way that I would have guessed Shape of Water would have won. (laughs) (laughs) I know your favorite was Call Me By Your Name, right? I loved Call Me By Your Name and Get Out. Yes, I love to get out. <laughs> yeah, and actually the Thankful team is up to some other things as well. Al Jazeera reported that they have created an interactive online map so that people can see their reps' positions on net neutrality. Congress is currently reviewing a decision to end net neutrality. And Thankful content manager Adam Levinson explains the team built this app to highlight how the end of net neutrality would be, quote, a huge blow to both the coders and the businesses that hire them, end quote. Yes, net neutrality is a very relevant topic for software developers. So what else are we going to talk about on the podcast today? So we saw a lot of news about positive impacts boot camps are having on individuals and companies. The debate continues between coding boot camps and computer science degrees. We heard about some great student experiences at boot camp and a podcast about how one boot camp fell short of expectations. We were very pleased to hear about some wonderful diversity initiatives and some great scholarship opportunities. Plus, a good number of new coding boot camps and campuses launched in March, and we're going to share all of that with you. So let's start off with a few stories about how boot camps are fitting into the larger tech landscape. Imogen, tell us what's going on in New Mexico. Yeah, so the Albuquerque Business Journal and KUNM look at how coding boot camps and online courses are increasing the workforce supply and companies in the area are growing. Central New Mexico Community College's Deep Dive Coding has been helping fill the tech skills gap, and a local technology sourcing company is aiming to double its workforce over the next 12 to 18 months. The KUNM piece also looks at how the need for tech skills is increasing in New Mexico and how this training aims to meet that need. 
Also, LA Biz looked at how hard the job search can be for code-schooled graduates with no experience, and they give tips for surviving this search. Joaquin Lippincott talks about how finding a job in tech in LA is a catch-22, because while there are all these great companies like Snapchat, YouTube, and Netflix, it's become increasingly difficult to get an entry-level job in the industry. So he gives three steps. Number one, you have to love what you're doing. Number two, you should attend a coding boot camp. And number three, you should try your best to land an internship first. And then if readers want to get extra help with the job search, they should also check out our course report video on how to get a job without experience and our latest webinar on how to plan your job search. Yes, love doing both of those. And boot camps are not just for individual students anymore. Stephen Norton from The Wall Street Journal looks at how Liberty Mutual is sending its employees to coding boot camps to upskill. They've already trained 300 people through their internal boot camp called Go for Code. And then a cohort of 21 Liberty Mutual employees moved to downtown Louisville, Kentucky for a 12-week Java course at the Software Guild. And that cohort included Karen Conroy, which this article focuses on. Uh, And after the class, she returned to Liberty Mutual, and she's now working as a developer on the corporate functions team, which is such a cool story. Their CIO, James McGlennon, says, quote, we can teach technology skills. It's the knowledge of the company and insurance that's more difficult to learn. I think that's a really great example of a company that is forward thinking about hiring and investing in their own talent. I loved reading this piece. Yes, great to get some articles about corporate training at boot camps. And then Tech Republic looked at how Coding Dojo found that students with a high school education could double their salary after graduating from Coding Boot Camp. Coding Dojo stats show that 21% of their grads have just a high school diploma or GED when they graduate. And on average, those grads experienced a 117% increase in salary compared with their pre-bootcamp career. The article also looked at how 60% of Coding Dojo grads have bachelor's degrees, and those grads experienced a 67% salary growth after bootcamp. And these stats are actually a little different from our course report stats. Um, Our latest study of the whole bootcamp industry found that coding bootcamp grads with a bachelor's degree see the highest salary lift after bootcamp, and that's 58%, whereas those without a college degree saw a salary lift of just 35%. Yeah, I, I also wonder how they calculated pre-bootcamp salary, because if you include folks who were unemployed before they started a bootcamp, then that makes those numbers seem way more impressive. Um, I'm kind of suspecting that that's what happened there. And although outcomes in aggregate are looking strong, Udacity recently scrapped their job guarantee for their nano degree plus. And Kate Etherington from eLearning Inside wonders if other bootcamps will follow. Remember that a number of other bootcamps currently offer job guarantees, Flatiron School, Thinkful, Block, Career Foundry, mostly online schools, but a couple of in-person. When that Udacity job guarantee came out. Dan Friedman, the founder of Thinkful, pointed out that of all of those job guarantees, Udacity's was the most vague. I haven't heard of other online bootcamps saying that they were going to ditch their uh, job guarantees, but we will keep an eye on it. And while we've got the e-learning inside tab open, they write a ton about bootcamps, but also just put out a podcast about one in particular, which was Mind Minds Bootcamp in Pennsylvania. Have y'all listened to this one? No. And um, what's that one actually about? 
So they're up to episode three, and the podcast is basically looking at what Mind Minds promised, why it was founded, and why it ultimately failed, did not meet the expectations of its students. Um, Henry Kronk, the guy that's running this podcast, is quite critical of coding boot camps in general. So this podcast is definitely produced through that lens. But I would say it's certainly worth a listen if you're interested. Nationswell looked at education options veterans get when they transition out of the military and profiled Empower, which is a nonprofit specializing in tech and soft skills trainings for veterans to land jobs in tech um, through this 26-week coding boot camp. So Brittany Warden, who is the program manager for Empower's veterans courses, states, what we're seeing is that companies are hiring from us because they are beginning to recognize that veterans have such tremendous life skills that they can bring to the table. So it's Empower is definitely doing great work. And Liz recently moderated a podcast panel with Operation Code, Turing School, and Flatiron School discussing the impact of the GI Bill, veterans at boot camp, and which coding schools were approved to let veterans use the GI Bill. So definitely check that one out. Yeah, I loved moderating that podcast episode. And I think it's interesting to obviously folks with a military background, but also to anyone interested in boot camps that are becoming more mainstream. And speaking of boot camps competing with more mainstream education, uh, the debate between coding boot camps and college rages on. So Imogen, tell us about this University of Toronto professor. What are his thoughts on the subject? Yeah, so the University of Toronto news website talked to a university professor about the differences between CS degrees and boot camp curricula. The reporter mentioned boot camps like BrainStation, HackerU, and Lighthouse Labs, which all have campuses in Toronto, and asked Associate Professor of Computer Science Paul Grease to compare those with a CS degree. Grease explains that computer science undergrads learn the underlying theory behind approaches to algorithms and data management, how to organize information in a computer program, and they usually learn programming languages like Python and Java. He contrasts that with coding boot camps, saying that, quote, boot camps will show you the techniques that people use to build professional applications, but they won't go heavily into why one data structure is better than others, end quote. So Grease thinks that bootcamp grads who want to be large-scale software designers would need additional education, but they could learn that through self-study. He suggests that career changers with a short time frame who need to get a job may find a bootcamp to be the right choice, whereas people who want to take the time to get a deeper understanding of computer science might choose a degree. Well, the American Genius compared apprenticeships to three education models, coding boot camps, college, and then self-teaching. The piece looked at how apprenticeships may be a better way to accelerate careers and give employers meaningful ways to educate and employ because you can work full-time in the field you're learning about, usually for a longer period than a boot camp, and also you will receive coaching and mentoring. This piece also mentions one of the few success stories in the apprenticeship game, Digital Creative Institute, um, which is a 12-month digital marketing apprenticeship based in San Antonio and Austin, Texas. And just this morning, I was actually reading that a new apprenticeship program just launched. It's called Code to Career, and it's a partnership between Apprenticeship Idaho and the Idaho Technology Council. So we will keep everyone updated on that partnership as it unfolds. And here's an interesting nuance between boot camps and college degrees. JackCenter.com analyzed the 2018 Stack Overflow Developer Survey to look at whether ethics education for coders is adequate. The reporter, Irini Eleni Papadopoulou, looks at how influential code is and how everything that makes the modern world function depends on the work of developers. And she reminds us that, quote, with great power comes great responsibility, end quote. 
She asks, do programmers understand the implications and effects of their work? The stats from the Stack Overflow study look okay. Only 4.8% of coders would agree to write code for an unethical purpose, and 79.6% agreed that developers have an obligation to consider the ethical implications of their code. But Irini Eleni says that these stats are not good enough. She points out that ethics courses are mandatory in most CS programs, but claims that coding boot camps rarely include ethics training. Yeah, I think that's super important. Every few months, we see a think piece about ethics and like ethical programming and how that kind of uh, factors into coding boot camps. And I think it's something super important that we have to keep in mind. Totally. And it's always a pleasure to read about real student experiences and success stories. So Lauren, tell us about a woman who studied at Case Western Reserve Coding Bootcamp. Yeah, so a graduate of the Full Stack Web Development Coding Bootcamp of Case Western Reserve University writes about her experience in for Cleveland Magazine. She talks about the emotional cost of learning to code, how she taught web design at a university, and how she was a musician who worked as a content migration specialist before choosing to upskill at a coding bootcamp. I'm going to read that because I want to know what the emotional cost of learning to code is. That's interesting. Muriel Vega from Hypopotamus highlighted a graduate from Digital Crafts in Atlanta. Seth Zimmerman was working at Disney World. He had great skills as a team player. And then he went to Digital Crafts and he's now looking for his first job as a developer. And then Startland News profiled a number of launch code grads, including an Afghan immigrant, a mother of six, an English grad who switched careers, and a man now able to provide for his family. LaunchCode offers free mentor-led coding courses in Kansas City and St. Louis, and then places graduates in local internships and apprenticeships. Since launching in 2013, LaunchCode has placed 900 graduates into apprenticeships or permanent roles. Very cool. That is a diverse group of grads. And talking about diversity, we saw a lot of coverage this month about different organizations working to bridge the skills gap. Yeah, UK Tech News looks at the lack of diversity in tech and talks to Eugenie Shajnev, the CEO of Makers Academy, which is a programming bootcamp in London. He says that 35% of their students are women, but that there needs to be industry-wide collaboration in order to actually increase diversity in tech. And then Built in Austin talks to four local tech companies, Atlassian, Retail Me Not, Athena Health, and Rapid7, to find out how they promote diversity in their companies. Atlassian mentions that they partner with organizations like Galvanize to provide scholarships for underrepresented women, and the other companies partner with groups like Girls Who Code and Blacks in Technology to engage the community in their outreach efforts. 512tech.com shared how one of the first speakers at South by Southwest was French activist Josephine Goub, the CEO of Techfugees, which helps refugees around the world with resources like free Wi-Fi, blockchain-enabled cash, and coding boot camps to help migrants learn tech skills and integrate into society. Goob warned that climate change is causing worsening conditions and more crisis situations for immigrants, but technology offers a way that concerned people can help these vulnerable populations. So much news about Austin this month. I feel like that makes sense since South by Southwest was two weeks ago. Well, I feel like I read an article about this very inspiring woman every month. And this month, we've got two more. Farishti Faro is the founder of Code to Inspire, a bootcamp for women in Afghanistan. And she was interviewed in Days Digital Magazine in March. And then she was also highlighted as one of Vogue Australia's Game Changers for 2018. So go, Farishti. Keep getting that coverage. Yeah, it's awesome. 
And then Forbes, The New York Times, and Mashable report that model Carly Kloss is expanding her code with Klossy classes from 15 camps in 12 cities to 50 camps in 25 cities with the aim to teach 1,000 girls aged 13 to 18 per year. Now, we don't usually cover classes for teens, but Carly got her intro into coding at Flatiron School, which we think makes this relevant enough. The Mashable article mentions that Code with Classy classes are held at WeWork Spaces, which explains how the program can expand so fast and is a partnership which makes sense considering that WeWork owns Flatiron School. Rebecca Greenfield of Bloomberg looked at whether coding boot camps have been successful in increasing diversity in tech and how some tech companies are still trying to help that skills gap problem. She also discussed the major responsibility on tech employers and hiring managers. So Greenfield announced that Coding School Treehouse and the Boys and Girls Clubs around the country have teamed up to create a new program called Talent Path, where participating employers sponsor students to take nine-month coding courses with an apprenticeship guarantee. Currently, three companies are on board for Talent Path, Envision, Nike, and MailChimp. I absolutely love hearing about those. Anytime we get like a a legit company on board for an apprenticeship or hiring or intern, like offering internships for boot campers, I think that is such a huge sign in the right direction. Forbes profiles Pariah Rajai, who is a bootcamp industry veteran. We love Pariah. We've worked with her for years. She used to work in marketing at Hackbright Academy, and now she works at Mission U. And this is a nice Q&A with Pariah just about her own personal mission to drive tech accessibility. But if you are an employer who's listening to this podcast, Pariah gives excellent advice to tech companies. Uh, she says to re-examine your current practices. I will read a little quote from, from her q Q&A. Priya asks, is your company only looking at top tier four-year colleges that aren't necessarily affordable to all bright minds? Given the growing expense of traditional education, requiring a college degree for positions can leave a lot of people out of the running. Is there really a shortage of talent in the recruiting pipeline or do companies have narrow assumptions that exclude groups of people? I thought that was really smart and actionable advice for employers. Yeah, that is really actionable, actionable advice. And this next article has some similar advice. Um, it was an article in Entrepreneur about optimizing your company for an exit strategy. And it looks at how investors may think twice about acquiring less than diverse startups. And then the article gives advice on how startups can diversify their teams by avoiding employee referrals and instead hiring coding bootcamp grads and military veterans. I love that advice. Fantastic. After seeing many, I feel like every time I look at an angel list, like about team page, it's all white bros in blue. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. And to help all of these diverse candidates get into coding, many boot camps are offering scholarships to help lower that barrier to entry. So let's give those a shout out. Henry Conk of eLearning Inside looked at how free nonprofit coding boot camps are gaining popularity. Because some companies still struggle to fill software development positions, companies identify a need and partner with an existing code school to train their own talent. Conk gives examples like Meridian, a healthcare organization partnering with Coding Bootcamp Grand Circus, and other free boot camps like Founders and Coders and Ada Developers Academy. And then EdTech company 2U announced that they will provide $150,000 in scholarships and $240,000 in apprenticeships to low-income students at Flatiron School and at WeWork's new coding bootcamp initiative, Access Labs. 
We at Course Report actually attended the Access Labs launch party in mid-March, where the two youth scholarships were announced. The party was held in our building, so it's great to have exciting things happening right here where we work. Mm -hmm. And Facebook is partnering with Claim Academy in St. Louis to offer full tuition scholarships for residents of Missouri, but you'll need to act quickly. Uh, Class runs from April 7th until June 30th. And then we're excited to see lots of new boot camps, campuses, and courses in March. Lauren, tell us about Tech Elevator's new campus. Yeah, so Next Pittsburgh covered the announcement of Tech Elevator's new Pittsburgh campus opening in May. The first course will be 14 weeks and focus on Java. And Business Cloud announced that North Coders, which is a coding boot camp in Manchester, United Kingdom, is launching a new self-paced curriculum. And then WNSTV reports that New River Community and Technical College in Beaver, North Carolina, is now offering an intensive 12-week boot camp class to prepare students directly for jobs. And Let's Code Algoma iOS boot camp launches on April 3rd in Salt St. Marie in Ontario, Canada. The course is an intensive eight-week boot camp for students aged 18 to 29. And according to TechCrunch, WeWork is expanding Flatiron School to London, and they're also launching there with a million pounds in scholarships. Wow. That's a lot of scholarships. And then TechCrunch also profiles NextGenT, a 16-week online bootcamp for getting a certificate in network management. The company is launching out of Y Combinator, and the program will cover the basics and mechanics of network engineering, the IT industry, and students will work on a project which simulates the rollout of an HQ facility before getting certified to enter the workforce. NextGenT also includes career coaching and will cost $12,000. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel shared that IC Stars is launching in Milwaukee. So IC Stars resembles a coding boot camp, but teaches technology and other skills by focusing on specific projects from local employers. Training is at no cost to the student, and students are paid a $150 per week stipend. The four-month program is followed by two years of coaching, professional development, and job search support. And I actually just saw that a former Dev Bootcamp career coach just joined IC Tech. So many amazing apprenticeship announcements. I love that. Coder Foundry is back after filing for bankruptcy. We announced that a few months ago. But Cortex, which is owned by Bobby Davis, who also owned Coder Foundry, has bought the bootcamp's assets for $20,000 and they're going to start classes again in May. They were in New York and a few other cities. They're just going to be in Kernsville, uh, North Carolina again, back to their roots. Awesome. And then a 12-week coding bootcamp will soon launch in Traverse City, Michigan, to prepare applicants for open jobs in the area. And Metro reported that Columbia University in New York is the latest university to partner with Trilogy Education to offer a 24-week part-time coding bootcamp. Enrollment is now open, the bootcamp costs $12,995, and classes begin on June 5th. Students who complete the program will receive a certificate from Columbia Engineering and access to career planning services. Um, Just a reminder, Trilogy Education has partnerships with and provides coding boot camps at dozens of universities around the world. And Lauren, tell us about all the new schools we added to Course Report in March. But of course. So we have Code Immersives in New York City, Momentum in Durham, North Carolina, DataQuest, which is online, Tectonica, which is in San Francisco, California, 
Media Tech Institute in Houston and Dallas, Texas, and then Empower in New York City and Dallas, Texas. Well, welcome to all of those schools. So we published a lot of content on the Course Report blog in March. We got around to publishing some awesome pieces, which we've been planning all quarter. So what were your favorite pieces to publish on the blog, Liz? Well, I loved working on the GI Bill podcast. I talked about that earlier. So everyone go listen to it. Uh, I also did a really fun webinar with Jeff from Turing School and Rebecca from Flatiron School. This was all about how to get a job after boot camp, which is something everyone will have to think about. Uh, at the start of the webinar, Jeff asked for everyone's hardest questions, and I think the audience delivered. People asked a ton of really good questions. So we got to talk about a ton of things, how to structure your job search once you're on your own, whether you should accept an apprenticeship or an internship, and Jeff and Rebecca's feelings on networking and meetups. Hint, uh, Rebecca loves networking. I think she's the first person I've ever heard that says she loves networking. But they had really good advice about meetups, networking, bringing that out, even if you it's not your favorite thing to do. Uh, you can watch that on YouTube or on our blog. And we're going to add a transcript of the conversation next week. Awesome. And then, Lauren, what was your favorite piece? I loved interviewing Ed Jasper of Flatiron School. So Ed actually graduated from Flatiron School four years ago, and he tells us about his career journey from personal trainer to landing a full scholarship at Flatiron School to transitioning to developer roles in fashion tech. He also shares his experience as a person of color and a person within the LGBTQ community and how that has impacted his life in tech. He's now a front-end developer at Rent the Runway, so be sure to check out that alumni spotlight. What about you, Imogen? What was your favorite piece on the blog? So I really enjoyed working on two video pieces. Both of them were focused on finding jobs after bootcamp. The first one was a video on what to expect in a data science job interview, where I talked to Andrew Savage, a career advisor at Meta's data science bootcamp. He gave some great examples of the sort of interview questions to expect and some helpful advice on how to prepare for your data science interview. And then the other piece was a video we did with Full Stack Academy and Grace Hopper Program Careers Lead, Jaren Dupree, and she explained how to craft your LinkedIn and resume to help you get a job as a software developer, even if you have no relevant work experience. So she had some fantastic tips in there. So check out both of those videos on our blog or on our Course Report YouTube channel. Yay. Thanks for rounding up the news, Imogen and Lauren. <laughs> And thank you for tuning in. As always, we love feedback. Email us at hello at coursereport.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes, subscribing to the Course Report podcast, and leaving us a review. And we will see you in April on the Course Report News Roundup. Bye. Bye.